0: Hey everyone, it's the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now, here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Hello everyone, welcome to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. Uh, I am sitting here with my pal, John. Okay, and I am Toby.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, hi everybody, I'm Rick. I'm Dave. And together, we are
0: Rick and Dave. See how easy that is? Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I th- I think that about covers it, Rick. Um, have a great night. Good night. Yeah, good night. Hey, hey, Rick. Speaking of nights, uh, my my uh, dearest friend uh, Stavros, which. Um, is not Greek for night. I uh, had a couple questions about language learning, and I figured I would bring them up today, uh, because you are the consummate uh, intermediate language learner, and I figured I would ask you these questions.
1: No, you, didn't, you didn't think I would actually know the answers, though, did
0: you? No, I just wanted to ask them, so I uh, sound like a responsible adult. All
1: right. Ask away. I'm ready for your questions.
0: All right. My my good friend, Stavros. Is there a prize here? Is there a prize? Yeah. The prize is that when uh, we're done, you get to stop listening to the podcast. And really, what could be better than that?
1: Excellent. Okay,
0: good. All right. We're we're all a winner. Okay, (laughs) great. All right. Question number one, Rick. What do you think about this? Um, uh, My friend asks, how much time do you spend studying uh, language per day?
1: Uh, How many do I or how many should you?
0: How much uh, should let's, both? Let's I go think. with
1: how much should you, okay. rather than how much I do. Because okay. I, I'm not doing what I should do. Um, okay.
0: Do as I do as I say, not as I do. do. As I
1: say, not as I do. Okay. Yes, exactly. Well, to be honest, I reckon if you if you did if you could manage an hour a day, that would be perfect. That's that's probably the optimal amount. And, and then it also depends on what you're doing. But if we're saying like intermediate language learners, then they could probably do a bit more because they're most likely going to be watching native media or, you know, like television or reading books or things like that. But actual studying, if you can get in an hour a day of, you know, studying grammar or reading uh, or watching TV or... Something else than an hour a day was perfect because, and I mean, seven days a week. So you know, you're you're looking at seven hours a week, or 365 hours a year, which should get you really, really far.
0: Oh, that's excellent! Isn't isn't that the uh, isn't that sort of the baseline for certain languages? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah,
1: you're talking about the FSI D L uh, DLI Defense Language Institute numbers. Uh, yeah, I think there's somewhere somewhere on the web there's numbers which the U.S. government worked out. Uh, for Foreign Service Institute, how many hours of a student would have to study to learn like French, mm-hmm. I think it's like 500 hours uh, and then really, really difficult languages like Mandarin, it's um, sort of 1500 and the rest all sort of fall in between there somewhere. So they categorize languages like Romance languages are obviously easier for an English speaker whereas completely you know, with a different script and everything like Russian and Mandarin they're, they're much, much harder because you also have to learn the script and things. So anyway, they, they reckon it's 1500 for that and about 500 for 500 hours for French. But I would take that with a pinch of salt because I think it's a lot more than that. I mean, they're basing that on a student doing eight-hour days and homework, you know, for foreign service people. So anyway, but yes, that will, that will get you a long way toward... Your, your goals in the language.
0: So so if they uh, recommend you study eight hours a day to learn a complicated language, and I want to learn this um, four times as fast, does that mean I should put in 32 hours per day? Yeah. Okay, great. You, you heard it here first, folks. All right. Um, good thing our math podcast don't, has been you canceled. You understand what they're doing.
1: They're saying that it's a student, you know, they've they got the Defense Language Institute, which is people who are in the military, they send them there and they... They work eight hours a day, you know, five days a week, plus homework, and they—that's how they get those numbers. But if you're self-study, uh, you're going to have the problem where you're what you learned in that. You're what you learn, sort of, you lose. So how do I describe this? So if you've learned something in an hour, in the second hour, you've probably forgotten about fifty percent of what you learned in the first hour. <laughs> you know, it's a diminishing return thing. Yeah. But because they keep doing it eight hours every day, they're reinforcing it again and again and again and again. So that's why I'm saying you should do at least an hour a day because if you skip a day, you have to catch back up.
0: Yeah, you know, I have, I have a friend who uh, had had the uh, similar mentality about uh, working out at the gym. And he said that if every day that you skip a workout, you lose the previous day's uh, efforts. So I don't know if that's true. And this is not a, a, a health and exercise podcast, so do not uh, call in or uh, sue us. But, uh, but anyway, he, he had a similar mentality that uh, there was this uh, need to reinforce things for fear of losing them rather quickly. So. Great. Okay. I I also want to point out that while I agree with Rick to a certain point, I also find that even if you can just do 15 minutes a day, that is a pretty good uh, way to kind of keep things going. But the the important thing is that regardless of how much you study, uh, you do need to do it daily. And it's it's better to do uh, a smaller amount of time on a regular basis rather than cram and do, say, two hours on a Sunday and then not do anything until the next Sunday.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm saying an hour is optimal. If you can do more, even better. If you can only do 15 minutes, then do it. You know, but you do it every day consistently.
0: Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Well, my friend Stavros says thank you for that answer. Uh, he has a, he has another one. He's uh, he got another one for for mainly you, Rick. Question number two is how much do you or should you or can you spend on quality resources that will get you where you need to go?
1: How much money you got? <laughs>
0: uh, I got I got I got 20 bucks. You want it? Here, yeah, here you, here you I go. Here you go. Um,
1: well, th- this is a, one of those questions that's sort of how long is a piece of string um, because you can spend as much or as little as you as you can afford. I would say that if you're a beginner, obviously, you're going to start out with course books and things, um, but we, we have a thing on the, on the forum I run called the free and legal challenge, and that's to see how far you can get without actually spending any money at all and just using legal, free, available resources on the Internet. And uh, you can get quite far. I mean, I've found lots of resources for Setswana, which I'm studying, which were done by the Peace Corps. They're all public domain. They're all free. There's people that do uh, language lessons on YouTube for free. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff. You can also get books from the library some libraries have online courses that you can take, so there's lots of resources you can get for free obviously if you're intermediate and advanced then you're going to want to start using native material which means you're going to want to start watching sort of native TV if you can get a hold of it or listen to radio, like internet radio even for a small minority language like uh, Setswana they have a radio station uh, on the internet so you can listen, well actually there's a couple one from South Africa two, one or two from South Africa and one from Botswana so you know yeah, what I'm saying is you, if you were learning French, there's a lot of online radio stations, there's a lot of online magazines, newspapers, uh, lots, just lots of resources you can use. So you could spend nothing. Chances are that's not going to happen, and you're going to have to spend some money on quality resources. Um, you need to check out the resources, try and look at some reviews of people who've used it before. Not necessarily Amazon reviews, but reviews of people who actually learned the language. So... I mean, I know a lot of the ones that are recommended on our forum are things like Asimil, Pimsler is generally recommended, uh, Michel Thomas for some languages, not so much for others. You know, so it, it can run, you know, teach yourself is always good if you're starting out. And But once you're past the beginner stage, when you get into intermediate, then you want to start looking at better resources, more focused on the language, so grammar books, either in your target language or online dictionaries, online grammar, tools, things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those questions, how long's a a piece of string? You could spend nothing or you could spend millions, and it's really up to your your wants, needs, and wallet, really.
0: Okay. Well, how, how much have you spent on French? Oh, you good God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, not as much as I could have done. Uh, I, I spent initially, uh, let's let's give them ballpark park figures, I probably spent, in, and I'll do it in dollars, um, US dollar, well no, I'll do it in pounds and you can do the conversion for people, Dave um, Oh
0: god, more math
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, so I probably spent let's say 100 pounds on, which is about 125 150 bucks at the moment on sort of course books and um, audio, that I spent really in the beginning, but then after that I've probably spent another, uh, by the way my wife ain't gonna listen to this she? because she's really gonna lose her mind, soon. <laughs> Why, no, no.
0: We will make sure that she's out of town when we when we put this online.
1: Yeah, so uh, probably another $100, $100 uh, say £75 on books, like actual paperback books from France. A lot of them I managed to uh, – I knew people who were French and they gave me books. So I got a lot of stuff that I didn't pay for. But I've also purchased things from like Amazon.fr to get electronic books Ebooks from on my Kindle, things like that, dictionaries, grammar books, things like that. So, probably another 75. So, so let's say we're up to what are we up to about 175 pounds? And then DVDs, of course, DVDs, CDs. So, I bought a couple series like Eurocore and some other stuff. So, probably another 20, 50 pounds. So, let's, let's call it 120, 225 pounds to date, which is about 250 bucks. Hmm. But I've been doing this a long time, so that's over, so that's 200, so let's call it $250 over six years. So, you know what I mean? It's not a lot of money. I, I haven't invested, and you know, it's not like buying, I haven't bought a car.
0: <laughs> True, Yeah. Uh,
1: um, and it's a lot. It's, it is a lot of money. It seems a lot of money, but it's over a long period of time, so it's not so much. Oh, I did I, one one recent thing which I have spent a lot of money on is iTalki lessons. Now I don't know if everybody's familiar, but iTalki is uh, you can you have an account, you top up to your account, and then you uh, schedule lessons with tutors or teachers, and then that money is deducted from your account, and then you top it up again. So I've probably spent another hundred bucks there. But that's on that's on a mixture of Italian and French.
0: So basically about four hundred thousand dollars you have spent.
1: Near enough, but don't tell my wife.
0: Okay, great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> M- mum's the word. Mum's the word. Okay. Well that's great. And I, I um you know, personally, I, I have spent much more money on language resources because um, for me, it's a, a bit of a, a personal obsession of mine to kind of have a library of things. And then then you start getting addicted to like free things and downloads and um, YouTube videos. So it does, it does get to be a little oppressive at times. And I find that while you can spend a lot, you don't necessarily need to. And you might not ought want to. So I find that sometimes having multiple textbooks or lesson books is is a benefit because you sort of get this overlap and you get two different um, ways of, of the language being presented to you. But you kind of lose that benefit if you have five or ten textbooks. So I do find that at some point I have to draw the line and uh, more is not always better.
1: Yeah, you should probably limit yourself to two resources at a time. Like finish one before you buy so if you have two like if you have teach yourself and ask to me mm-hmm. finish one of them before you go ahead and buy some pimsler or something like that you know
0: what i mean <laughs> Wait wait finish And also
1: a lot of times you like i would go back to reviewing there there was a, an online review of the resource you're going to buy because there are some resources and i won't mention names but there are some computer related ones which are really really expensive and you you'd be better off just buying a dictionary <laughs> for for a couple of pounds, you know, you, so you be very careful, read the reviews of people who've actually learned it and actually can speak the language. So do a bit of research before you spend your money. Okay. If it's free, great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All the better. But, and, and also one caveat, uh, free isn't always uh, synonymous with useful or uh, well-written, same. Same with cheap or inexpensive. Sometimes you will find uh, cheap products that are either um, just sort of reformatted uh, versions of really old and out of date materials. Uh, sometimes they are poorly written. You know, and, and you might think, oh, this this one is only a dollar, or if you're in England, five thousand pounds. So it's really inexpensive. But then you get it, and it's uh, just word lists that. Uh, don't really provide any new information. So always, always look before you buy, and yes. um, you know, and compare notes with friends and you know who are who are studying the language or people on the forum, and you know try try and find what's best for you. And as long as you find something good, it's usually worth the money. Yeah, if you get on the
1: forum, we, there's generally reviews by people who have done it, have used it. Um, there's also rec- loads of recommendations for free resources and low cost resources and things you might not have actually discovered by yourself. Especially if you're in a sort of an isolated – when I say isolated, if if nobody you know is learning a language, an online community like the forum where you get a lot of polyglots is extremely helpful because you get a lot of different views on the resources that you're spending money on. Anyway, so – yeah, look before you buy.
0: Okay, great. All right, well, okay, let's let's get going because I've got many, 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 many questions. So uh, Stavros, who we will now refer to as uh, Jim, Jim would like to know uh, what's the best way to find a speaking conversation language partner? I
1: don't know the best way, but I know the ways that I've done it. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned italki. They, it's, it, you typically pay for tutors and t- teachers and things. But also you, you, when you've registered your account, you can you're visible to the wider community. Well you can make yourself visible, you don't have to be. but if you make yourself vis- visible to the community, it will it doesn't you know all it shows is uh, for example, my name and the languages I know i.e. my native language and well the languages I'm studying, you can approach people or they can approach you and say, you know, hey, I'm Italian, I want to learn English. Do you want to do a language exchange? So that happens quite frequently on italki. There's another one run by Dixon College called Mixer. Um, I'm just trying. It's, it's a, it's, how,
0: it's, how do you spell it's, that? It's a, because I think it's it spelled a funny it's way. It's
1: Mixer. They, they do two X's, though. It's M-I-X-X-E-R. It's a language exchange, and it's it's run by Dickinson's College in the U.S., Hmm, okay. Um, so you register there, and you just register your languages you know and the languages you're studying, and then it'll, you can search for um, for pen pals and uh, language exchange uh, people. Now this, is, this has been running for a long, long time. Uh, it's probably not as well known as Italki and things, but it's uh, it's very good, and most of the people who have signed up for it are quite serious language learners. So, uh, and it'll also suggest language learners for you, like people who have recently logged in and are native speakers of a language you're learning. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they'll give you suggestions and, and you can you basically inbox them and then organize whether you want to speak to them and then you exchange Skype details or Google Hangout details and then you uh, you talk. But uh, coincidentally, they also do corrections here. Uh, on Mixer, you can do writing. So if you write... So, for example, if I was going to write a paragraph in French, I could post it here, and I would get corrections from French speakers,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then
1: you do the same. So it's a, it's a, you scratch my back, I'll
0: scratch yours sort of thing.
1: Uh, you. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. I just want to stay friends. Hey, hey. I like you as but, a friend.
1: <laughs> but you do corrections for, for people in your native language, and they'll do corrections for you. So, yeah, that's quite useful. Um, but those, those are the two primary places I've found for language exchange partners.
0: Excellent, excellent. I have very little. Do you know anymore. I have very little experience with uh, with that, that sort of thing. I I find um, uh, like I, I have not used Italki or any of these other language exchanges online. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. My phone. For some reason, my phone keeps blowing up. Uh, most of most of my language study is uh, mainly either just uh, kind of studying by myself and learning things for fun. And when I do find people to talk to, usually it's uh, random strangers on the street, and uh, that's actually kind of what gives me the most joy. I feel that um, I just I'm not in a place where I, w- I want to start talking to someone and having them correcting me left and right, which is of course what I need. But uh, I'm just not there yet. Don't rush me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question by Stefano, Jim... Carl. Carl, um, my best friend Carl, asks this question. Basically, uh, long and short of it is, how do you learn more vocabulary, especially quickly?
1: Learning vocabulary is always the same. You just learn vocabulary. Uh, But, um, so, more advanced vocabulary to learn vocabulary you basically need spaced repetition now you can either do this by spaced repetition software like anki Mm -hmm. you can do it by just writing it down on a flashcard and remembering it you can do things like gold lists where you just write down the same word every you know every couple days you can do the natural srs which is just read a book and you'll just encounter the words again and again and again until you eventually remember them so i'm assuming your friend carl probably doesn't mean that because those are pretty straightforward. Pretty much every beginner knows how to do it. I think the problem that you have is is more advanced vocabulary, where you so you, the common words. You know, like if we were learning English, you know, the a and or, um, you know, plus minus. Those those sort of common words you're gonna you're gonna encounter those so many times that you don't really. You're gonna learn those whether you like it or not. <laughs> is what I'm saying, um, for more advanced vocabulary or subject-specific vocabulary, uh, I did do a YouTube thing on this. So for, for, for example, I, ne- I was going to play a game of uh, Dungeons and Dragons in French, which meant I needed to know the French words for sword, dragon, gnome, you know, cleric, uh, all that sort of stuff. Magic spells and magician user and every uh, wizard and all that other sort of stuff. So (laughs) that is an example of a subject-specific task where I needed to learn vocabulary around a specific task. Now, if you were I don't know a car mechanic, you would need to know all the stuff around carburetors and fuel injection and tires and whatever else. I don't know anything about cars. Um, In that example, what you can do there's a there's a number of um, software programs that will analyze text and pull out the words and then rank them by the number of entries, so most common to the least common. Uh, I did do a YouTube video on this, and I can't. it's uh, something called Ant, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but in that example, where you want to learn language-specific or topic-specific vocabulary, the ideal way to do it is to get yourself as many PDF files as you can get, uh, or text, or documents, or whatever, something electronic, that you can convert into um, something. So PDF, for example, this this program I mentioned that I did on YouTube, it read those, or text files, and it ranked them. And then so when I was doing the D&D thing, I basically ignored all the common words, because I already know those, you know, the, a, and, or... Etc. Don't, and don't I just donut concentrate beer. on the the more rare words. So, the subject specific words, and then I looked those up, and then I did flashcards for those, and I memorized those words. So, I don't know if that answers the question, but um, certainly to learn subject specific vocabulary, you need to find documents, textbooks which are related to that subject, and then ideally you would concatenate them all together, strip out the subject specific words, and then just you memorize those because you will eventually get the common words anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that learning the common words, I mean, come, it, that comes uh, first or early on, but also um, I, I will add that uh, you should learn words that you think you'll use, I mean, words that will be useful to you, so yeah, so you you don't necessarily want to have a textbook where chapter one is every part of the car engine, uh, unless, unless that's your thing, you know, and I, I learn a lot of vocabulary from phrase books, but I will avoid... Uh, sections that have no relevance to me. Um, And a lot of of times when I travel, say I'm I'm traveling with a friend, or uh, or I'm staying with a friend, and so I won't necessarily go to the hotel section of the phrase book because I don't need to learn any of those phrases. But I will learn common greetings, basic words, um, and uh, what really helps is, is learning them in the context of a sentence. So rather than just learning individual words, you can learn an entire phrase, and then, like you said, you can kind of parse out the words individually, and you learn this long phrase, and you can identify which word means what, and which word means prison, and which word means storing pork products illegally. So, um, and, and also, and also, I find that I, I will I will say that instead of just learning words as they come, uh, you also want to learn words that are kind of based on other words. And German is a great uh, great language for learning a word, learning like the word okay. Well let
1: me just add uh, this one bit. There was I did there was a lady I knew who she didn't learn languages, but she mm-hmm. always learned one phrase in the language of whatever country she was going to mm-hmm. and that was I have a nut allergy. <laughs> And she made sure that she could say it perfectly, in, in whatever country she. And she always led with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She did not. She obviously did not need. There could not be a mistake here.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Case, yeah. There could not. She not. She's going to be yeah. hospitalized. Okay. So
1: she made sure that she spoke that phrase perfectly.
0: All right. Great. So the so so survival then is a good uh, good uh, leader of, of of how to learn uh, how to learn vocabulary. Great. Hey, let let me just finish my thought about about German. So in German, German has uh words like say gehen to go, and then you can have uh uh, uh I think vorgehen and zugehen and umgehen and and um uh hineingehen and herausgehen and it's really easy to learn the basic word and then learn all these sort of uh, derivatives thereof. And I find that that makes kind of doubling and tripling your vocabulary a lot easier, and then also with German you can um, kind of put words together, so uh, Fleisch means meat, and Auto means car, and suddenly you have a new word, Fleischauto, meat car. I don't know if that's an actual word, but you can you can basically expand your vocabulary by using a lot of compound words in german so i would say learn learn what you need learn what you want and then from there you, uh, you try and find words that build on what you know rather than just learning random words here and there they've got <laughs> I can't win. No, you can't.
1: I even unplugged and tried to go somewhere else and oh. still the dog barks and the kids from... Okay, well that's okay. Anyway, anyway, I You you can talk about German to yourself anyway.
0: You? Okay, yes, yeah, so German, German, <laughs> German. Anyway, I so I actually that's, that's probably a good a good time to to wrap this up. Um but I'm sure that my best friend uh Johannes will have more questions uh for a future episode.
1: I thought it was Stefan Siegfried Karl
0: don't don't know what you are talking about. Don't no, no idea, no idea what you are talking about. <laughs>
1: right, okay, well, anyway, I'll see you later, Dave. All right, see you
0: later, have a good one. Bye, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. German, 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 German. You You've about just your subjected to yourself. yourself to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick Deerman and Dave Prine. If you enjoyed any or all or none of this podcast, please show some love. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Share with a friend. Send us a nasty email. Download the podcast for later. Tell people you dated us in high school and regret breaking up with us. Don't sue us. And if nothing else, enjoy learning languages.
1: You can talk about German to yourself.